Assalamu alaikum, dear listeners. You're listening to IRIB English Radio. This is Back to Reality. I'm your humble host, Mudafar Haider. And uh, here in the studio today, we have with us Sayyid Jafar, the one and only. Assalamu alaikum. Wa alaikum salam and Sister Zainab. Assalamu alaikum. Wa alaikum assalam. It's an honor and a pleasure to have you both here today. So, I don't know if you guys have ever seen these really really nasty videos of the way that animals are killed for consumption usually in the west and you see all these like conveyor belts taking these like carcasses of animals and electrocuting these animals and i don't know it's really really nasty the way that the animals are jerking and they're in pain and agony and yuck and then you find out that's how sausages are made a lot of these kinds of videos are promoted with the kind of intention behind them to turn people into vegetarians. Bearing in mind that at the end of the day, we are causing suffering to animals, even if you do the halal slaughtering method, which is probably the best way in terms of health benefits for the human being because the blood is completely drained out of the animal and in terms of the animal's kind of uh, comfort as well. And getting your throat slit is never comfortable, but you know, the blood actually going to the brain stops at that point where they pretty much stop feeling pain. Despite all of that, the animal is still feeling some sort of discomfort. Is it not better for us to be vegetarians? Not at all. <laughs> ah, Sister Zainab jumped in there. All right, why? If you're going to be completely vegetarian, you're not going to get enough nutrition. You're not going to get essential nutrients that are in non-veg things. And you're going to make vegetable shortage, basically. When you're eating only and only vegetarian, there would be definitely a food well, shortage. The hardcore militant vegetarians would argue that actually in terms of nutrition, there's lots of uh, non-meat products that can actually provide the same proteins and the same fats that you get from meat. Uh, for example, beans, for example, lentils, they all have like proteins in them, which are equally, if not more, beneficial in, in terms of protein than meat itself. Also, when it comes to vegetable shortage, they would actually laugh at that idea because you, how can you have a vegetable shortage? You just grow more vegetables. There's almost an infinite uh, resource here on earth for us to just keep on using. Honestly, I'm with Sister Zainab here. That it shouldn't be, like, it shouldn't just be a, a vegetable-based system. Because, look, even if you're saying, look, the animal is going through some harm or, I guess, the way you said it, they put them on a conveyor belt and they're just slaughtering them left and right without like taking into consideration what the animal's feeling or any supposed blood or enzymes that go into the brain or any other parts that they're giving out to the humans. God wouldn't have put animals on this earth if there wasn't a purpose for them, right? Other than just being animals. Animals themselves kill each other and eat them as well. well and nothing, I mean... there, there wasn't a negative effect on them. But and that way animals will get more, <laughs> more on Earth. Animals like chickens have increased in population because we consume them. And I know that might sound uh, a little bit uh, contradictory, but if you actually look at it, chickens in the wild are, with all due respect to chickens, they're really dumb animals. They can't fly. They just run around. Foxes can catch them really quickly. Other animals like cats and tigers, don't, uh, like, they can just catch them really fast. Uh, they would go extinct very fast, just like the dodo went extinct. It's actually because humans started to eat them that we actually not only kept them alive, but we actually like 
boomed their population to the point where there are probably more chickens in the world today than there are humans, according that's, to some, some that's statistics. That's a good thing, man. And some people... Are, no, yeah, I mean, that's exactly... <laughs> that's a good thing, man. It's a good thing Brother to Brother Jaffer, he has come with a complete research. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, uh, I'm just saying. And then, like, for example, some animals are endangered, right, like tigers. Some people argue, it's really controversial, but they actually argue that we should start eating them. Because the moment humans start eating them, they start breeding them and producing them and selling them. Kind of like ostriches. Uh-huh. So you're saying the second we eat them, then there's a supply and demand for that. Yeah. Specific animal. Yeah. Just like the chicken. My point was that your argument was that if we don't eat cows, their population will boom. I'm saying no, that, that's not a good argument because their populations actually boom when we do eat them, you see? Mm-hmm. So anyway, coming back to the, the idea here now, these are not good arguments for why we should be eat meat. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala made everything on this earth for the service of human beings, be it plants, be it animals, be it anything. Yeah. He made it for the service of human beings. Apart from that, we have Eid al-Qurban. The concept is very clear that we must not be completely vegetarian. See, when I get something, uh, say for example, a refrigerator, I buy a washing machine, I have an instruction book with it, which tells me how to use it, how not to use it. If I use it this way, its life will decrease, it will give me less service and all. Who gives me that book? The creator of that washing machine or that refrigerator, because he knows better, he made that. Mm -hmm. In a similar way, we as human beings, were created by Allah. And he, in his book, discusses everything, whatever he discusses in his book, are instructions for us. So we as humans also have an instruction book. That's Mm -hmm. Quran. And everything written in it is like instruction for us. When uh, we have this concept of Eid-e-Qurban, and when we have this concept of sacrifice, be that in like, it again teaches you the same thing. uh, Don't look at it as a slaughter. They are for human service. Look at it as like, see, on Eid, we don't have any family which does not have luxurious foods. That's the concept of Islam. If there are even poor people around, you are distributing meat in between them because everyone cannot afford. Non-veg is mostly, you know, costly. But when we have this concept of the Qurban and, uh, you know, distributing non-veg around, first of all, it teaches you so many things. It teaches you to give, to donate. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. We're speaking about the idea of to be vegetarians. This is IRIB English Radio. You're listening to Back to Reality. If Islam has allowed something, mm-hmm. it doesn't mean that we have to do it. Yeah. Right? Something is halal. Why can we not, you know, be vegetarian Muslims? What's wrong with that? There's probably a reason behind it. Like, <laughs> I, I don't know for sure, right? I don't. Look, I came to this show being a meat lover. Okay? I, I love beef. I, every time I go to a restaurant, if I have the money, I will order a steak. But you guys are turning me into a vegetarian here. No, no, Give no. me a reason. Yeah. Tell me, why are you, why you ordering non-veg over there? Why don't you order vegetarian that has the same amount of nutrients you discussed? Because ab- meat tastes better. I just think it's the Islamic way to eat meat. It's really interesting, actually, because I was reading the biography of Gandhi. Um, 
he was actually sister you're from uh, Indian occupied Kashmir so you know all about Gandhi and stuff he was actually advocating for the Hindus to eat meat yeah he was actually pushing them look guys we need to eat meat and the uh, traditionalist Hindus were like how dare you say this this is against our religion because obviously they're vegetarians yeah his argument was look at the Muslims they have a backbone they're willing to fight back against the the British occupiers because we just we need to have some you know predatory instinct in us meat actually gives you that anyway that that can't be used as an argument well that could be used against meat eating meat as well saying Why? if you eat too much you become more of an animal you become more of a beast yeah i mean on the one side we have a hadith from i think it was imam ali alayhi salam or the holy prophet sallallahu alayhi wa alayhi. he said don't let your stomach become a graveyard for mm. animals meaning don't just Keep eating keep so eating, much meat yeah. that it just becomes part of your, you know, daily intake. Uh, you know, <laughs> but I mean, it means don't eat too much meat. Yeah. Now it de- depends on how you define that. There is a reasoning behind it. Yeah, right. There is some wisdom behind it, right? Where, as you are saying, that those who are eating vegetables more yeah. were more passive. They wouldn't like, in a sense, they wouldn't fight back. Yeah, I mean, some people so, think... Yeah. Now, if you take that into consideration, suppose a whole, suppose a group of people, a certain area, they just don't eat meat. Who knows? They might not even last long if they're passive, right? Yeah. If they can't fight back, if they can't fight for what they want, mm. right, to an extent, then in a sense, you would lose a religion, you would lose an area, you would lose an indigenous people. Suppose just a new group come out and they would just eat meat. They would take over everything, right? To an yeah, extent where true. you yeah. wouldn't have... There wouldn't be a basis for you to fight for what you want. Yeah. Right? You would lose yeah. different groups of people, different indigenous groups. Yeah. And yeah. even just areas in general. Obviously, there is some wisdom behind eating meat. Yeah. Please send any suggestion, any idea to our email that is englishradio at irib.ir. But then what about people who do, like, uh, wastefully using meat? I think that's in everything, Mm. right? It's Mm. not just meat. Mm. It's don't go into so much of a surplus of just anything. Suppose you're drinking water, but drink water to an extent that you need it. Don't waste it and go overboard with this, Mm. right? I think these advocates for, suppose, vegetarians or vegans, they're looking at those people who are, I guess, either overeating and just consuming a lot of meat or they're throwing a lot of it away mm-hmm. right it's just complete and utter like destruction of like suppose just animals just cutting them left and right right so it says in the quran and the ahlul bayt as well to keep everything to an extent right don't go overboard and don't i guess to an extent don't go under as well mm-hmm. right there's a middle ground that you're supposed to follow here mm-hmm. right so it's not okay you know if you're eating meat you know an animal is being slaughtered they're going through pain okay so then just cut that off yeah right you, you i even was wondering why mm, we uh why we you know uh when we are offering prayers why we you know stand in the center it is uh again teaching you the concept of being intermediate don't okay. go too extreme or don't go like the brother jaffer said right now and apart from that like you said earlier the nutrients we have uh, nutrients in pulses or some other vegetables that are equal to the nutrients in the 
meat, but maybe you need to consume more. You need to consume more pulses, you need to consume more. But meat in itself, like, alone has fats plus yeah. uh, proteins plus no, so many what nutrients. What they're actually doing now, sister, is they're promoting insect food. And I, I don't know if you've seen this, but they have mm -hmm. fully-fledged restaurants and stuff where they're selling uh, beetle larvae, they're selling worms and maggots and things like that. Uh, because pound for pound, they actually contain more protein. They contain more nutrients than meat. And they're saying that this is the healthier way to do it. So, you know, the, the nutritional arguments, they are, they're really kind of racking them up against. Okay, so as a closing thought, think about this. For those who want scientific arguments for why we should consume meat, because a lot of people, they don't, they're not only vegetarian, they actually become vegan, which means that they won't have any animal products at all. They even avoid milk. They even avoid eggs. Um, and so for such people, a scientific argument for them would be that, look, when you consume soya products, for example, it increases the estrogen in, in men and uh, testosterone that you're supposed to get from meat. It's not just about the protein. It's not just about the apparent nutritional benefits of such food. It's about the things that we don't yet understand. And so Allah has, as the sister said, as Sister Zainab said, quite rightly, there is a system that Allah has placed for us. He has created us and designed us for this world. And he's set certain limits so that we don't exceed those limits. Now, if we look at our own creation, this is the final point because we've run out of time. If you look at the teeth of a animal, right? The teeth of an animal, which is a herbivore, which is designed to only eat vegetables, it will have molar-like teeth, right? The flat kind of teeth. But then if you look at animals which are designed by Allah to eat meat, they will have incisor type teeth, you know, those sharp pointy kind of teeth like lions and tigers, and they eat meat. Yeah. Human beings have been given both. Isn't that beautiful? Like we have the flat teeth I at the back. I told you he has come research. Right? Yeah. <laughs> we have the molars at the back and then we also have incisors. And that shows us that we are omnivores here to eat both. Sister Zainab, Sayyid Jafar, Thank you very much for being on the show. That's all we have time for, unfortunately. Dear listeners, we hope that you enjoyed and benefited from the show. Wassalamu alaikum wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuh.